Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Dr. Barutolo, his friends, his family. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends and family and loyalists. Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one radio show. You might be wondering why this is so. Memorable quotes, life lessons, and so much more. The Coach's Corner will make you soar. All outstanding guests that we love to feature, you will find this show to be the best teacher. Great authors like Ted Siuba and Bernie Siegel, awesome leaders that soar like an ego. Beverly Nadler with Here's to Your Health, home business opportunities to increase your wealth. Kurt's impersonation and improvisation add to the show's transformation. Broadcasting live across America and around the globe with timely topics and issues to probe. The chat room is always fun. We see your comments and appreciate each one. Want to change your life? Change your approach. And hire me, Joyce Barry, to be your life coach. And with that, I welcome you to the show today. Another great show, another great topic, another great guest. Dr. Barbara Tolo is an executive life coach, author, and speaker. His personal and professional development programs are offered online. Today, Dr. Bob talks about transformation and why it is important in today's business world as well as in your personal life. So I just want to say to you, Dr. Bob, I am always happy and humbled to have you in my business world and to be able to call you a friend as well in my personal life. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Joyce. It's wonderful to be here with you again. I'm just excited about today's show and today's topic. It doesn't take much to get you excited, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Especially when it comes to a topic like this, transformation. You know, uh, Absolute. absolutely. Go ahead. I was in preparing for the show. I said, why? Why is this of such interest to me? Especially uh, where where did this history come from? For me itself. And then I started going to my bookshelf and started pulling off books. And two of them popped up. They said, oh, my goodness, this is the foundation of really where I began to think about this concept of transformation and how to make it real in one's life, personal life and professional life and in business life. So that's where we're going today. We're going to have a, a, a nice opportunity to discuss this with you and your audience and to see how people today on your show 
can think about themselves transforming their lives, their relationships, transforming how they see the world around them. Does that excite you, Joyce? It definitely gets me excited. Uh, Transformation is something that I've been talking about in one form or another for decades, and you're going to bring it to a whole other level, I'm sure, because now we have the digital age and so much more that wasn't so popular decades ago. That's right. It really, really, uh, we are in the time of transformation. I look at the uh, dictionary. I went to the dictionary, first of all, and says, what do they say? What, what does Webster have to say about transformation? And very simply here is to, to change the outward form or the appearance, to change a, a, a change in character or condition to convert. And then when I think about that, I said, oh, my goodness, uh, that is really a powerful capability. If we can develop the capability to change our character, to change our appearance, to transform the way we interact with the world around us, wouldn't that be a great set of capabilities? And that's what I've been working on for the last probably 10 to 15 years. So I want to share some of that with you and your audience. Can't wait to hear it. Pat is ready. Pen is ready. Because there's <laughs> always something I learn from you, Dr. Bob. Well, listen to this. I don't know if any of you remember uh, Marilyn Ferguson. I actually hadn't remembered her name, but I remembered her book, and it was The Aquarian Conspiracy. And The Aquarian Conspiracy uh, for Personal and Social Transformation in the 80s. And you remember the time in the 80s when we were, you know, my goodness, that was many, many years ago. And I remember, I remember the social changes that were going on. But what happened there in that time with, with Marilyn Ferguson she became very, very enamored with what was happening in brain research. And that's where her forte was, is looking at brain research and what was popping up in uh, the sciences at that time. Uh, and then as she followed that for a long period of time, she began to, to look at how that really uh, was an impetus for societal change and for per- personal change. And she began to collect the information that eventually went into her book, The Aquarian Conspiracy. So I want to share just uh, one of the things that she said in, in her opening her statement of her book was that much as I was hesitant at first to use the term conspiracy, when I began writing the first draft of the book, I shied away from the word transformation. It connoted great, perhaps impossible change. Yet we seem to know now that our society must be remade. Can you imagine that in, in the 80s? It, it, and that's what was going on, remade. And it's really, I could write this for today. Not just amended. The concept has come uh, into common usage. People speak freely to transform this or that institution or procedure, and individuals are less self-conscious about discussing their own transformation, and the ongoing process has changed the tenor of their lives. So I, I read that. I says I could read that. I could write that today, today. And then she goes on to say, because this, this is something which I think, uh, you know, history repeats itself. She says there are risks, of course, in your, drawing attention to the once anonymous movement that has operated so effectively without publicity. There is always the possibility that this great cultural realignment will be co-opted, trivialized, exploited, 
indeed, that has already happened to some extent. That's happening right now with, with the rhetoric that's going on. And there is a danger of the trappings and symbols of transformation will be mistaken for the, for the difficult path. So as soon as I read that, I said, oh, my goodness, it's going, going, history does repeat itself. Yes. Any thoughts about that? No, I was just going to say it would be great if when history repeats itself, we've learned the lessons of the past and move forward. But it seems to me in today's world we're going backwards on just about everything. Well, yes, it is. However, people did get through this stage of time and place. Now we have to decide how to do it. So it says here, listen, listen, this is interesting. It's related to stress and transformation, stress and transformation. So there's this hope for us, Joyce. We sure have enough stress in our lives today with what's going on, right? So let me just read this to you. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's the most stressful that I can ever remember on a national and global level. What we have in our personal lives to deal with, that's we take 100% responsibility for and do what we can to deal with it. But now from the top, in our country, and then globally, there's just so much going on that we feel helpless to do anything about. Yes, yeah. There's one statement here that says, the entire culture is undergoing trauma and tensions that beg for a new order. So, so, so that's, that, that's going on now today. And it says here, given the proper circumstances, the human brain, has boundless capability for paradigm shifts. I'm sure hoping that. It can order and reorder itself, integrate, transcend old conflicts. Anything that disrupts the old order of our lives has the potential for triggering a transformation, a movement towards greater maturity, openness, and strength. I sure hope we're getting close. I sure hope we're getting close. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) So anyway, uh, the reason why I got uh, caught up with that reading and then because she goes on to talk about crossing over uh, people changes and the necessity to have have a a reliable. So it says here the difference between transformation by accident and transformation by a system is like the difference between lightning and a lamp. Both give illumination, but one is dangerous and unreliable, and that is by lightning. That's what we have going on now, while the other is relatively safe, directed, and available. And what shocks me today is we do have the science and the know-how and the capability to have directed transformation. I mean, that's literally what my life's work now and what I do with organizations, with businesses, and with individuals. And so I'd, I'd like to share some of that with us going forward in our program. Absolutely. Your words of wisdom are always welcome on whatever it is you deem important enough to bring to our listening audience. Well, you know, when I looked at, uh, again, how my own work has e- uh, evolved and emerged over time, I went back to another source that I picked up, and this was back in 1999 when uh, I picked up this book, uh, Transforming the Organization, Reframing Corporate Direction, Restructuring the Company, 
revitalizing the enterprise and renewing people. Uh, and uh, this was, uh, and I, I looked for the authors and I Googled them to see if I could find them where they are today because this was 1995. And um, Francis Goulart, it's G-O-U-I-L-A-R-T. I, I couldn't find him today. And also James N. Kelly. I couldn't find either one of them today. You know, again, 1995, uh, when I went to look for what, where uh, Marilyn Ferguson was today, unfortunately, she's uh, deceased back in, I think it was 2006. So um, <clears throat> these are people who may not be with us today, but they did some just seminal work from the point of view of putting together uh, frameworks and, and models. And um, these authors, when they started to put together a direction on how to manage transformation, how to lead transformation, they developed a framework for transformation. And it's actually the, much of the methodology that I deploy today. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that as well. By all means, please proceed. Okay, well, the first thing we need to do when we think about uh, transformation is we, we need to be able to uh, reframe a lot of our thinking. And again, uh, especially when I think about how many times we see the world uh, and many times it's uh, uh, because of the stresses and strains and sometimes our our reaction is one of negativity, is that really how to re reframe it so that we can see it in, in, a, in, a, in a different way. So that's, that's a, um, a set of skills and, and a, uh, a mindset that we need to, uh, uh, to work on, and, and I'll share more of that as we go on. And then once we reframe something, we have, that's, how we, that's how we look at it differently. We begin to envision possibilities. We start looking at um, uh, re, re, uh, repurposing what we're doing. Uh, and many businesses have to do this. They have to say, oh, my goodness, the market has shifted. Uh, uh, our customer base has changed. Or the technology has, has, um, uh, is no longer relevant. And so uh, uh, businesses have to continually uh, reframe who they are and what they're all about. Uh, and then once they do that reframing, and I'll talk more a bit about that, then they have to restructure and have to say, oh, okay, now how do we redesign ourselves, reorganize ourselves, reskill ourselves uh, to be able to meet these new demands, meet this new purpose? And that's the revitalization process when they begin to start looking at reinventing themselves. And then the last part of this, which I spend most of my professional time on, is the renewal part. In other words, how do we begin to, to um, help people uh, to um, uh, rethink rethink and a uh, mindset. How do they change their mindset? How do we give them the, the right skill set and, and uh, the, the uh, paradigm shift in the way they're thinking uh, uh, and then provide them with the new tools? So that's really kind of what, uh, when we're talking about transformation uh, um, on an individual basis and on an organizational basis, these are some of the things that are, are going on. So let me, let me share with you, if I may, uh, 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 what, Wait, Bob, before you go ahead, yeah. I'd like you to use those words again. Uh, reframe, restructure, redesign, renewal. I would also say rewind, recapture. Yes. Yeah. But in a different uh, re what, light. What did you say, be did you say before? Uh, I'm sorry, renewal, recapture. Renewal, rewind, recapture in a, in a different light. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I like the one rewind because really, uh, to me, 
that, that connects to my, my thoughts about energy sources. How do we, how do we re-energize ourselves? Uh, uh, and, uh, and, and that goes back to, um, uh, to me uh, when we start to uh, reframe what we're doing. Yeah. I was just looking That's at... Uh, fascinating. Some, yeah. Well, some of the things I, I was putting down myself with regards to why now, why this, uh, and I, I captured it in these phrases, turbulent, uh, rapidly changing times dominate today's workplace, uh, and uh, uh, economic, uh, you know, and political and economic upheaval. To me, that is so much of what is causing the havoc in today's world is not only the changes in the uh, in the workplace, but more importantly, political uh, and economic upheaval. And it's around the globe. Uh, the unstable workforces, the migration paths are taking place. Um, in, in the corporate world, the mergers, the acquisitions, the changes in technology are really, really profoundly impacting how we interact with each other and how we do business. Um, you know, a, a multinational continue to survey production capabilities and move manufacturing from one location to another. Outsourcing support services for businesses' core competencies has become a common-day practice. Strategic partnerships and alliances. This is both globally, uh, nationally, business-wise, and politically, expanding dominance through vertical, cha- uh, vertical supply chains, servicing vertical markets, is now just very commonplace. So there is so much turbulence going on in different ways that we ourselves as individuals are really confounded many times on how do we see the world around us? How do we interact with this world? What do we do to be, what do we do now to redefine success for ourselves? Are you seeing that from some of the, uh, you know, you, you talk, Joyce, to many, many other people and you have people on your show every day uh, what are some of the the um, uh, experiences that they're sharing about what's happening in today's world that connect with our topic today? Well, many are feeling a great deal of anger, frustration, upset. My goodness, the news today, you can't put on the news. It is so bad, so depressing. But the frustration and anger comes across feeling helpless to be the one to impact change. But I I say it starts with speaking out, making your voices heard. So we're really in, like you said, turbulent times, traumatic times. But I can't imagine this going forward another two years with more of the same or things getting even worse. Well, you know, when people... um ask me, you know, uh, is there a possibility for a different world out there? And how do we cope? Is there a way to cope with what's happening? And uh, I profoundly say, yes, uh, uh, the world is different, and therefore our response to it must be different. And then I, I, I share with people, I say, you know, there's no longer does one enter the workplace, you know, and, and go there uh, uh, early stages throughout their career. I mean, as you even know, today we have to have a multiple career concept. And, and, and to me, there are at least three attributes that we need to develop uh, as a mindset and as a skill set. So just think of these three, three attributes. The first one is that we have to understand 
that we are continu- need to continuously learn. We have to be continuous learners. I mean, and, and you do that. You have, you have a, I love, you have a, a thirst for knowledge. And, uh, uh, but, but that has to be commonplace. We have to recognize that. So we're ongoing learning. We also, this is something I don't think people recognize. Um, there's a need for us to develop the capability and the mindset around self-management and self-sufficiency. Self-management and self-sufficiency. Where I mean is the buck stops with us. You know, that, that we ourselves, so often we're, we want to see others take care of ourselves. Uh, they want, we, we, we want the company to take care of us. We want our families to take care of us. No, no. We need to, and to be, in order to be self-managing, we have to be, I call self-directing. That means we have to be people driven by purpose and meaning. People driven by purpose and meaning. And I struggled with that for a long time. And then I found, to me, the, the magic uh, or the golden goose with regards to that dealing with um, purpose in life. And it was, it's very simple. It's all around us. I, I mean, it's in most, most of our, our spiritual teachings. It's being of service and being in service in everything that we do. And, and the first one we have to serve is ourselves. And I mean that not in an egotistical, not in a narcissistic way. We have to serve ourselves to be healthy human beings. We have to nurture ourselves. A lot of how we talk to ourselves. We have to honor ourselves. We have to love ourselves. And that's hard because many times in our growing up years, our environment doesn't mean to do this to us, but it does. It feeds on, it points out our negatives. It points out how short we are, how bad we are, how don't do this, don't do that. And it doesn't mix it well enough with the nourishing part of, of what, identifying what our abilities are. Focuses on our disabilities, not on our abilities. And this is different. This is very, to me, a very, um, because I can get into discussion with parents and with schools, what have you, is that, you know, we can't have everybody be a winner. No, I'm not saying that. And we can't have everybody being a loser. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying find out what abilities one has and nourish those abilities and let that person be conscious of that. Also, let a person, individuals, recognize what their limitations are and search for those limitations, uh, meeting those limitations by others, meeting those limitations by others. That's called teamwork, called teamwork. So reason why we bring, we are social beings. So if we, if we understand our nature and our being and begin to focus on that, on being, and I'll talk more about that in a little while, we can begin this transformation process. So it begins with self-awareness and self-knowledge. To support what you're saying, uh, when people say, how selfish is that, take care of myself first, I think the airlines express it best when there's turbulence and they say, put that oxygen mask on yourself first. And every instinct you have is to put it on your child. But if, if you go unconscious, you can't help your child at all. So that extra minute to take care of yourself is paramount to take care of anyone else. What a beautiful, beautiful uh, example. 
Joyce, I, that, that is awesome. And, and, and every flight you take on a plane, we're given that lesson. And absolutely right. We need to take care of ourselves first before we can take care of our children and those around us. You, you and said it perfect. Exciting every instinct you have to do that. Yes, 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 yes. And a, a third attribute that I want to share is that the need and the ability to be responsive, adaptive, and resilient. And this is what you, you mentioned that earlier, that, that sometimes we, we uh, let the world defeat us by the, all the negative energy that's going on. And so to be responsive, adaptive, resilient um, are called for to be able to deal with what's happening in the world today. And that means taking care of ourselves. Go ahead. Well, okay. So again, if, if we if we look at this um, in the sense of the I call them new new dimensions of thought. You know, what, what do we need to do to be able to to, to uh, uh, think about ourselves in a different way? And uh, I'd like to have people think about this: is the uh, we need to partner with others and to work in harmony with others. And so uh, when I, uh, I, I have, I, I identify like three values that, four values that have been helpful to me uh, in the process of transformation. And the, the first working value I use is integrity. In other words, to the extent that we can live with integrity, uh, uh, being truth to ourselves, uh, speak the truth, uh, um, uh, uh, understand our nature, because that's part of integrity. If you look at it from an engineering perspective is that, how have we been designed as humans, and how do we, how do we be able? How can we how can we nurture ourselves as humans? So so that's the first one is integrity. But then the the, the uh, uh, in order to partner with others, uh, we need to be able to understand what our common purpose is. Every relationship has to have a purpose, uh, and so I, I suggest to, that when we are interacting with others, I mean, uh, you and I have formed a relationship over the years. And we have a common purpose. And our purpose basically is really the ultimate purpose is for you and I to work together to serve your audience by bringing them knowledge, experience, uh, things to think about that, that can help them to be better people, help them to, to, to fulfill their lives. Uh, and so you and I, when we pick a topic and we, talk, and we decide what we're going to talk about, it's our dialogue, hopefully, uh, working together in partnership, is to be able to excite, to inform, to, to help others to be able to take insights to either reinforce what they're doing today that's positive or to, to look at new possibilities for themselves. So, so you and I partner together. Uh, and, uh, and then what's really interesting, the, the fourth value I like to share that with people that's helpful to me and you and I, I think, honor that value very well in our own way, is mutual success. Uh, um, we have different goals, but one common goal we have is mutual success. And mutual success is that you have me continually on your show to be able to hopefully be of service to you and your audience. And you, and you do it so well, Joyce, you promote me every time I'm on your program and you share how people can contact me and, be, and follow up with me. And so... Here we are uh, contributing to each other's mutual success. So the, the, the four values are, em, are evident in our relationship. We, we act and, and relate to each other with integrity. 
We have a common purpose, a shared purpose. Uh, we partner in making that happen and how we work together. And then we, we help each other to be mutually successful. Does that make sense? Does that, is that what it makes doing? total sense because my philosophy always has been win-win. If you're in a relationship with me, I make sure it's a win-win. I don't believe that for one to win, the other one has to lose, like some people uh, in our top level of administration today. It's a win, I win, you lose mentality. I really believe in the win-win. So I, I'm very committed to every guest being a winner on the show. Uh, Everyone is selected carefully to give my audience the best possible advice and information and education. So I am committed to you winning always. So while we're on that committed to you winning, why don't you share your website and how people can contact you? Awesome. Thank you, Joyce. Uh, My website is, of course, www.com. Quantum, Q-U-A-N-T-U-M, performance, P-E-R-F-O-R-A-N-C-E, dot net, quantumperformance.net. And uh, I just want to let people know that uh, my new website is still coming. I mentioned to you earlier that I thought it would be up already. I've had some technical difficulties, so I'm hoping within the next few weeks my new website. But go to my existing website. All my contact information is there. Uh, what I do and how I do it's there. My new website really is transforming uh, what, what I have my offering to uh, to my clients and the people I work with. So thanks, Joyce, for allowing me to share that with your audience. And folks, if you want to contact Dr. Bob, it would be Dr. Bob at quantumperformance.net. You can also write to me about Dr. Bob, Joyce Barry at AOL.com, and I'll be sure I pass it along to him as well. So what I want to pass on to all of you right here, right now, is why you should be listening to us every day. Every day we have extraordinary guests and topics and resources for you. And here in the words of our health guru, Beverly Nadler, is why you should be listening. We promise it is good for your health. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, 
I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one internet radio show. And folks, we do ask that you partner up with us in having that happen. It's as simple as going to our homepage, Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com. Simply by going there, you'll see my picture on the upper left. Click under that follow, and you will know about our guests, our topics. You need not miss any of them because when you cannot join us for whatever reason at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, you can go to our archives. Eight years of our shows are there, all of them. I've never taken out a show. You just arrow down and you click on what resonates with you. You can download it. You can play it in your car. You can share the link with others who want to do that. And another uh, valuable reason to go there is on the upper right is a search bar. So if you type in Dr. Bob Rotolo, R-U-O-T-O-L-O, all of Dr. Bob's shows will come up. You can click on that. Another reason, if you want to go by topic, if you put in transformation, the topic will come up and anyone else that might have spoken on it. So you can search by topic or by guest. It is a very good way to get the information you want from the people you want it from. Also, I invite you to follow me on Facebook, Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and Twitter. All our shows are posted in these venues as well. So do join the thousands of people that follow us, and we'd love to have you as part of our a loyal listener family. Back to you, Dr. Bob. Well, thank you, Joyce. I must say I enjoy following you, and I uh... I uh, thank you for the opportunity to have m- all my sessions with you online there. It's just awesome to be able to have that as a resource. And uh, as I mentioned to you on my new website, there will be a direct link to, um, to the Joyce Barry show and to some of my recordings that you have there. So I appreciate that service. Uh, I want to talk a bit about uh, uh, the importance of self-discovery, which I think all of us are aware about. Uh, aware of from the point of view of the importance of uh, self-knowledge. And I have here the awareness of who you are, beginning with your very uh, nature of mind, body, and spirit, are where we have to start. We all have a common nature, yet we are all distinct and unique. There is one, uh, there's only one like me and like you, which is kind of awesome. That, that, that the, the importance of understanding the richness of our differences to, accept, to appreciate this concept by accepting it and valuing it is, enriches all of us. Each one of us is on a journey of self-discovery of who we are and what our purpose is in service of ourselves and others, in service of ourselves and others. And I would like your audience to reflect on that in service. Jot down um, your thoughts. Yeah, in service is what keeps me going. In service is what infuses me with a life force. I feel that one way I'm doing that is by offering this show whatever it takes with the best of the best. I want to make a difference, and that's how I do it with the resources of people like Dr. Bob, Dr. Bernie Siegel, takes to you, but the best of the best of everyone I know and people that get referred to me. So in service really keeps me going and gives me a reason to get up every morning. 
You feel really good about what you do when you do it from your heart. Random acts of kindness, pay it forward, pay it backwards. Be good to one another, be kind to one another. The world is in such a crisis state today with such anger pervasive around the world. Just know that you matter and you count and you can do your part in creating a positive world. You say that so beautifully and so true. And and knowing you, Joyce, the way I do, uh, and knowing uh, the the meaning that this show has to you and what you give to others is awesome. You know, um, I, I found personally in my own search for purpose and meaning that uh, these key words, in service of me and others, have significant meaning. And if I follow that line of thinking in all that I do, for the most, from the most humble tasks uh, to the most high, uh, I'm provided with a sense of fulfillment in my life. And so that's kind of, I mean, to me, that so often we focus on what are the great things that we do in our lives. No. If we do everything with purpose, everything with a, a, a sense of service, uh, from bringing out the trash in the morning, from cleaning, cleaning the toilets in our house, uh, for making, um, uh, you know, serving, sharing meals with others, all of that, to me, contributes to a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. It's so simple, so simple, and yet sometimes we seek for, the, uh, for something which we think is so complex or so so hard. So uh, I, I'm, I'm really taken by the simplicity of this and uh, that we don't have to uh, have this ominous search. It's right there in front of us. It is being who we are and how we can be of service to others that makes a difference in our lives. So, uh, you made a very good point too, Dr. Bob, that everything you do, you do it at 100% focus with purpose. Everything from cleaning the bathroom. I agree with that because it's like being in the moment, being here now. Uh, so when you take pride in who you are and what you do, it does make a difference. It does matter. Uh Voltaire said, every man is guilty of all the good he did not do. JFK, if not us, who? If not now, when? And I wrote this for all of you to really drive home the point, if not now, when? Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide Internet radio show. This poem, an original by yours truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. 
what is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication to get wealthy? It's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not now, when? And folks, that line is very empowering. Whatever it is you're doing, if you have to exercise and you and you don't feel like it, you say, if not now, when? If you want to go out and get the right foods and, and clear your closets of clutter and, and do things to impact and transfer your life, transform your life on a personal level, ask yourself, if not now, when? So, yes, we're talking about both personal and professional transformation. Both are equally important. You want to be a transformed being to impact the lives of others. Joyce? If yes? Not now, if not now, when? How can your audience get access to that uh, in a written form? Do you have it on your website, or do you, are they able to? Uh, it's in YouTube. I believe it's in YouTube. Tetsu Yuba put all this in uh, in um, on YouTube, if not now, when. I'll get it to you, Dr. Bob, for your website. But please for those of you who – go ahead. No, I said please do that because I, I, I think that there's so much richness in those words, in those verses, that everything that we're talking about today as far as personal and social transformation can be uh, – is captured there. So I thank you for that. And you're welcome. And as a coach, the thing I don't want to hear when people say, yes, I get it, I'll get to it, what I don't want to hear is you'll get to it someday. So I wrote this for those of you who actually believe there is a someday also on YouTube. Someday, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. I went to my calendar and took a look. I discovered that someday was not in the book. I looked carefully, for someday I did seek, but only Monday through Sunday appeared on each week. I got really confused. This was not funny. I always said someday I'd make very good money. I always said someday I'd get everything done. I always said someday I'd be number one. I always said someday this and someday that. Someday is starting to sound like very old hat. I became very sure that something was wrong. No someday on my calendar all along. I thought everything I wanted would come to be. It would happen someday. I kept telling me. It was someday. I kept telling you that all our dreams were sure to come true. How shocking to discover that all along, someday was not in the calendar. How could I be so wrong? How could I not know that why I was stuck was that someday would never, ever show up? 
there wasn't a calendar anywhere, none to be found, that had someday in it, it would never come around. I always knew that if something is going to be, I am totally responsible. It's all up to me. I thought of my goals and made a new list. How exciting to realize that someday did not exist. Now I really know without any doubt that Monday through Sunday is in and Sunday is out. So I ask you women, I ask you men, I ask myself, if not right now, when? So, yeah, that's my contribution someday. I love writing poems, and it's not now one. Those are two of my favorites. So, well, Bob, I can understand kinda... why. They're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I love doing it. It comes from the heart. I don't think about it. I write those things. You're not going to believe it. Maybe 10, 15 minutes, because it just comes forth as a God-given gift. Okay, so, Bob, what do you want to say when asked the question, how can I transform my life? Excellent question, and I think the first thing you have to do is ask the question, and you've done that, how do I transform my life? And I believe the, the, the first uh, place to start is uh, starting with uh, sitting back and uh, going through a self-discovery process and asking yourself some very basic, simple questions around purpose, around, around who, you, uh, who you are, what your core values are. And it's interesting um, when um, I, I use the term, what is being, B-E-I-N-G, uh, and there's an expression, be, do, have. And it reflects the importance of understanding your own state of being, meaning yourself. And when one acts on that knowingly, on who you are, you can more effectively do, that is act more appropriately and then you will have what you need to fulfill your purpose in life. So just think about that expression. Many of us, however, we go about living our lives in, a, in the opposite. We say to ourselves, first I need to have what I desire or need. Then I can do what I want. And then I'll be the person I was meant to be. We we actually think in reverse of transformation because we don't start with understanding why we exist and who we are. Now that sounds philosophical, Joyce, but it's true. And, and, and really what I have done, the work I've done uh, uh, is create a method, a methodology that people can use to go through answering questions, writing about themselves that will allow them to self-discover how they can transform themselves. That is the kind of work that I do. You do too. And how do they transform, them, transform themselves as a business? I like that self-discovery purpose, have questions, and really take them on. So what about their business model? How do they transform that? Oh, beautiful. Very similar. Similar. 
what what I have done in uh, in the work I do is I sit down with the executives and I get them to understand that this self-discovery, the same process, the same questions that they ask themselves as individuals and as a team, they begin to ask about their business. It, it isn't any different, which is kind of really interesting, is that because it goes from me to we, me to we. Who are we all about? What are we trying to accomplish? Uh, you know, what, what is the essence of our being? And, as, and what's really kind of neat is that most business people, um, uh, at least in the, in the corporate world, uh, not, not founders as much, because mo- most founders of corporations began with a purpose of accomplishing something, not making money necessarily, but, I, but making a difference, uh, pr- providing a product or, or an invention or a service of meaning to others. And through that success, they created wealth. And then people go on to perpetuate the business and they focus on the wealth creation. H- how do we meet next quarter's budget versus how do we keep uh, 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 and re- retain and be of service to our customers, a higher purpose? Why do we exist for our customers? How do we sustain? How do we learn enough about our customer base so that we can be even better than we are now by providing a better service, a better set of products? What other products can we provide to our same customer base? We go out to our customer. And then in the same time, is that how do we, how do we partner in the community in a sense we are of service to the community that our customer exists? So you begin to expand your purpose and not only in, in the sense of, of providing service to individual customers, but you become communal in nature in the sense of, of giving back to, uh, to others. And uh, that's how one grows a business, and that's how one becomes successful. And it's a constant renewal process. It's a constant uh, question ourselves because uh, transformation is just that. Life is transformative. Businesses are transformative. Nothing, nothing is constant. The only thing that's constant is the transformation, is the transformation. So if I was to give a message to your audience today, I'm saying that you need to understand the essence of transformation because we are evolving beings. Once you understand your nature, you will understand that you continually, you are transforming every stage of your life, every phase of your life. In every relationship, you are transforming. So learn to be able to constantly that's why I went back to the attributes earlier saying that we have to be continuous learners. We have to continue to learn who we are in our own self-discovery of who we're becoming. Absolutely. How is the digital age transforming our lives? Oh, great question, Joyce. I love the digital age. The reason why I love the digital age is that I have information at my fingertips I never had before. Now I have to be discerned. I need discernment, meaning, in other words, what information do I require to be able to seek the answers that I am looking for? So I don't have to search for information anymore. Now I have to sort through information. Also, the digital age allows me to have relationships I've never had before. I, I, and it allows me to t- attract you see, one thing about life around us in this, as being social beings is that we want to attract others that have common interests, common purpose, that we can partner with. Look at my, at my four values, okay? Uh, 
live with integrity, uh, seek common purpose, partnership, and work towards mutual success. So as I, uh, uh, so as I, my integrity is understanding who I am and what my gifts are, because I want to be able to share my gifts and ability to, abilities with others. Uh, I want I then want to find uh, partners who have a common interest in being of service and see how we can collaborate together and cooperate together. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, and then I will um, be able to, and then focus on goal attainment. One of the little things, little differences I want to make every day in my life, in my relationships, and how do I work towards that? How can I put a smile on somebody's face? And I found the magic in that, Joyce, and you have too. All I have to do is smile at them, and they'll smile back for the most part. And if they don't smile at me, I wish them, I give them a blessing and say, I wish you have a good day, and I move on because I will not be uh, taken in by negative energy. I, I, I can't afford to give up my positive energy. I want to stay fully charged and have as much of an impact I can have on others, a positive impact on their lives and on my life. And the only way I can do that is by attracting like energy. Agreed. And finally, how is healthcare being transformed today? That's on everybody's mind. That's what people are so concerned about. How is it being transformed today? What was the first question? How is what being transformed today? Healthcare. Healthcare. Oh, healthcare. Oh, my goodness sake. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> um, Wait, I got to stop no. you for one second. I can't resist saying this. I'm a fan of the movie and the show Annie. I've watched it countless times. And every time with Annie, she gets an insight. She goes, oh, my goodness. She says that through the whole movie, and that's what you said a lot. I don't know if you realized it, but every time you said that, it brought a smile to my face. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gracious. And you said it a lot today, so it made me smile every single time. So how is healthcare being transformed today? Oh, my goodness. Do tell. Well, it is being transformed in positive ways and in not so positive ways. The positive ways is that our ability to be able to uh, immediately get information and diagnosis. I was um, meeting with a friend last evening who has a, um, um, uh, a cardiac condition. He went into the doctor's office and the doctor was immediately able to be able to pull up records, compare records and being able to go to other sites where his information was be able to be accessed, put it right in front of him, sit down in front, in front of my, my, my friend, my colleague, and go over his uh, condition completely and suggest to him things to do. I mean, uh, that's, that's because we have these digital records and access to information. Also what's happening in healthcare today is that I am, I am more empowered than I've ever been to manage my own health. I have what's called a Fitbit, and there are other, other kinds of um, uh, instruments out there, devices out there that allow me to record my heart rate, record my calories, uh, record my exercise, do exercise routines, uh, be cognizant of what's happening uh, in my body like I've never been before in the moment. I also have that record stored on my computer so I can see shifts in, uh, in all of, uh, of uh, what I am digitally recording from the point of view of my own 
body and its function. I can transfer that record to my physician and give him access to that. I mean, there are so, things, so many things happening that today in healthcare through, through digital technology. However, our system as an institution has to be remodeled and reframed and redesigned and restructured. Right now, our insurance companies run the medical institutions. Um, so until we can think about uh, how um, we can restructure and repurpose our healthcare system, we will not be able to optimize our, our, uh, our, uh, our health uh, and the management of our health. And I mentioned earlier about self-direction and self-management, um, and I couldn't emphasize any more our need as a populace for your audience, for all of us to be able to set our own direction for our own health, take control of it, and manage our own health for our own renewal. Uh, we have too long not connected health with, with disease and disease dis-ease. I mean, we are a disease-oriented healthcare system rather than a health care system. Those are just some of my thoughts about how we have to reframe, rethink, transform. Uh, but we have, the, we have the tools to do it, Joyce. We have the tools to do it. And, folks, that was Dr. Barbara Tolo delivering yet again another extraordinary show with really good information. I want to refer you again to his website, quantumperformance.net, my website, my personal website, JoyceBarry.com. You'll find out all about my coaching, my seminar programs. And most importantly, the endorsements I get from people all across the country uh, that I'd like to share some of my favorites with you all about coaching. Joyce Barry is an outstanding success coach. She is a master coach, the best of the best. Here are just a few of her clients who want to endorse her. Marlon Brando. Hiring Joyce as a coach is an awful you can't refuse. President Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. I did not have sex with Joyce. She is my coach. Sylvester Stallone. Yo, Adrian, Joyce is the best coach, you know. She helped me train for Rocky. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I hired the Joyce-inator because no matter how much I may drive her crazy, I know she'll be back. President Ronald Reagan. Well, Joyce, uh, Nancy and I just love you. There you go again. Win one for the Barry. Elvis Presley. I'm all shook up about hiring Joyce as a coach. I'll get a little less conversation, a little more coaching. Jack Nicholson. If you could handle the truth, you want Joyce as your coach. Johnny Carson. I can hire Joyce as a coach? I did not know that. That is wild. Did you know that, Ed? <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Winning. That's because Joyce is my coach. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Woody Allen. Are you crazy? This whole time I haven't had Joyce Barry as a coach? You kidding me? Hi, Ted Siuba, and I think and grow rich. If you were thinking about hiring Joyce Barry as your coach, just do it, and we'll grow rich together. And even Joyce Barry herself. What do Olympic athletes have that you don't have? A coach. Hire me and have this be your best year ever. If not now, when? I want that gold medal. I want to hire me. Email coachjoyce at AOL.com. That's coachjoyce at AOL.com. 
I look forward to your emails. I look forward to hearing from you about our show, about our guests, about our topics. Feel free to recommend a topic or a guest. I love hearing from you. So thank you so much for listening to our show. We love our loyal listeners. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, Dr. Bob. You are an extraordinary guest. You really have great topics, great information. And, folks, we want you to be happy. We invite you to laugh along with us, dance along with us, and sing along with us. And you can do that starting right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mash. Thank you, and God bless you. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show. And her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce. Again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you. Or her, it's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Wow. <laughs> Have a fantastic day wow. and listen to Joyce Barry and friends. Wow. <laughs>